We need more. What? Teeth. We need more teeth. What do you get when you combine a steroid jacked monster, a 90s movie icon, two snack sized kids, and Star Lord? You get a fight scene. Welcome to Fight Scene. I am Jay Busby. I'm Logan Busby. And you are here with the world's toughest movie podcast. This is our third episode. And today, we're taking a trip back in time, all the way back to 2015 with Jurassic World. Logan. Woo! What are your memories of Jurassic World, Jurassic Park, of people getting chased by dinosaurs and often eaten by them? So I remember I didn't have a lot of interest watching the original Jurassic Park when I was younger because I knew it was scary. However, that didn't stop me from buying Jurassic Park 2 on VHS at a garage sale one time because I thought the cover looked cool. And then with come to Jurassic World, watch it with all my friends, you know, love it, have a great time. I've seen the other Jurassic Parks by now, but yeah, you know. I always love some good dinosaur representation in the media. There we go. Yes, we are very pro-dinosaur representation, and Jurassic World has plenty of them. This movie came out, as I say, in 2015, fourth film in the Jurassic franchise. It ranks sixth all-time in worldwide box office gross. We've already talked about what the top movies are, but here's the thing. I want you to tell me, it ranks sixth based on the amount of revenue that it brought in, which is a, which is a strange metric because it doesn't really count how many tickets were sold. I want you to tell me... As we talk a little movies here. Oh, God. What are the five most popular movies by number of tickets sold? Not amount of money they brought in, because that's Endgame, that's Avatar, yeah. that's Force Awakens. What are the top five movies based on actual tickets sold? Well, that sold? makes me think it's going to be older, because tickets were cheaper, so they would sell more. So I'm going to say Gone with the Wind. You're not real familiar with economics, are you? Anyway, No, yes, I'm not. That is, I have not taken that class yet. <laughs> that's correct. Gone with the Wind, number one, 202 Ooh. million tickets sold. Tell me what any of the four others are. Um, I'm going to say, go out on a limb. Also, Endgame. No. Jurassic World, because that is the episode. No, no, no. <laughs> Good job of trying to bring it back around. The the other three, uh, the other four are Titanic is number five, Star Wars, A New Hope, Sound of Music, and E.T. Oh, oh did right you just call it A New Hope? Did you just break your rule from last episode? I did have to is break that, that. Is that what we're doing now? <laughs> no continuity at all. Yeah. Anyway, the number of tickets sold for Jurassic World was $77 million which puts it at number 30 all time between Avengers and Black Panther. So there you Solid. go. There's a little lesson in economics. It costs a lot more for a movie ticket now, or it would if we were actually going to movies at this point. Yeah. I'm, but now you can just rent movies for $30 for temporary access <laughs> on a streaming service. So who's to say what's the better option? We'll see what happens once Jurassic World comes back for what? The sixth installment? Yes. What's it going to be called? Uh, Jurassic World. Two Jurassic Two World. Two Jurassic Two, even more Jurassic Worldy. Yeah, let's Jurassic, go back to this You think we've seen enough of this world? Not yet. <laughs> As this movie opens, Jurassic Park has been open for ten years. Everything has gone smoothly. All that business about T Rex is eating people, Fun. forgotten or probably completely covered up. Uh, you you can see in the park. It's the lizard people. <laughs> yes, one of the things that I love about this movie is the way that they make Jurassic Park the park look exactly like a real park. You see Starbucks, you see Brookstone, you see these <laughs> that, cheesy souvenir that is stores. That's one thing that I love. It's just like, oh, where's the product placement? Because that's what you see in, you know, in Universal. It's like, this is the Dr. Seuss-themed McDonald's in that one area. Right, right. They're always like, they got to make sure to have that brand recognition, baby. It's brilliant. Now, first question that I have for you, or for anybody, would you go to Jurassic Park? 
Um, I think it's one of those things where it's like the Star Wars park. It's like, I'll go once the crowds die down in five years. <laughs> die down? Ironic. Yes. <laughs> Would you go to a Jurassic Park where they've got dinosaurs that can actually eat and kill you? Well, again, like you go when the lines aren't going to be crazy. And by then, if statistically, when you <laughs> see these movies, if that will happen, it will have already happened five years down the line. Well, so at that point, it's safe. The problem with this is that this is 10 years down the line. So you'd think it would be double safe, but it's not. Well, but that's, no, this is when they start introducing the gimmicks, though, because that's the whole point of the, they're like, we got the Indominus Rex. It's a cool new dinosaur because (laughs) kids don't think, you know, the magic of bringing an extinct species back to life is cool anymore. We have to create Frankenstein dinosaurs. Like, I don't know. I feel like that's when that's when it goes too far. So let's talk about that Indominus Rex. Which is a stupid name, by the way. It should be Indomitus <laughs> or something like that if it's indomitable. But it's called Indominus Rex. It's super mean. Tell me about the Indominus Rex. What's its? Why is it so such a such a badass? It's got. Well, I mean, first of all, it's got like white scales and like red eyes. I think I don't know if it has the red eyes, but it's got white scales, which isn't a thing on dinosaurs. Uh, and it's also combined like seven to fifteen different species. It's got like I think blobfish. Uh, T-Rex, obviously, from the design, Velociraptor, like, so many different things. Uh, Electric Eel, I think, was one of them. This is like tailgate hooch of dinosaurs. (laughs) This is like whatever you got in the cabinet, pour it in a trash (laughs) bucket, and (laughs) we'll see what it tastes like. Just mix it up and be like, all right, let's let's figure this thing out. It can, like, it can cloak its heat signatures (laughs) as well. (laughs) And it claws a tracking thing out of its neck, so it's hyper-intelligent as well. It's it's wild. They just really went, we're going to throw everything in here and have no concrete way of stopping it. Yeah, that was that was a definite oversight. When you when you build something that you can't even control, not a great plan. But the, the problem with the Indominus Rex is not that it's a scary dinosaur. It's that it's the fact that it's got just such a lame name. And so I'm going to present to you <laughs> uh, a few actual real dinosaur names. And I want you to tell me if they are more or less badass than Indominus Rex. Number one, Gasosaurus. I gotta say, no, that brings, that does not bring the idea of, of fear, <laughs> that brings the idea of a much needed gas station stop for uh, for some stomach troubles. Yeah, I was gonna say, that's a, that does sound like a farting dinosaur. It was actually named for a gasoline company because it was found on gasoline company property. Number and then two, subsequently put into that gasoline. Exactly. Number two, Irritator. That's, that's not a dinosaur. That's just a nickname you that's get like, in school. Yeah, that's like the worst transformer Oh, God, it's the Irritator. <laughs> Number three, Bambi Raptor. Bambi Raptor is, I feel like that's one of those names where you hear, oh, Bambi Raptor, that means it's got to be cute. And then you look at it, and it's probably like demonic looking face. Like they, they throw you off with the nickname. That's pretty much it. Where we live, there are deer all over the place. There's always this little baby deer and they're so cute. But apparently the Bambi Raptor was the size of a baby deer, except it was a raptor. So it would look <laughs> cute and it would be small, but it would come and rip your face off. Uh, number four, Titanophonius. That sounds so much cooler. It does, doesn't it? It, sound, it, means, it also does sound like a 90s X-Men villain, though. It does. Well, and, and wait till you hear what it means. It means giant murderer. <laughs> oh, it really is a 90s X-Men villain. Now, the trick with the... Beware ti- the wrath of Titanophonius. The, the, the trick with the Titanophonius is that, that what happens is when, when researchers discover these dinosaurs, I read about this in my research, my extensive research for this episode, <laughs> Apparently, they want investors, they want the people that are backing their scientific projects to get excited about it. So they jack up the names of them. So they give them names like Giant Murderer. I love that. Well, the problem is that, well, what what comes to mind when you think Giant Murderer? 
um, a large dinosaur with like giant claws and like huge jagged teeth, like yeah. the um, like the friggin' fish from Finding Nemo that right. had the light over its head, that type of teeth, like piercing out of the mouth. Yeah, it turns out that this uh, th- this giant murderer is about the size of a golden retriever, <laughs> so it's not it's not exactly a giant hey, murderer. They weren't saying giant in its stature; it's giant in the <laughs> amount of murders it can create. That's right. It's, it's just it's all an, about your perception, man. It's an inspirational murderer. Uh, the next one. Anato Titan. Oh, I love that dude. He's so great. That's that's the one who's got like the weird dome head. I, that's one of my favorite dinosaurs. That and and what it means is giant duck. <laughs> I love that too. That was the one I um I uh, when we were in New York, when I was in New York in the in the museum, that's the one that like all the other ones I was just taking pictures. That was the one I had to get a selfie with because he's just got like look him up right now if you can. He's just got like a dome head and he's got a got like a flat face and he's just ridiculous. I lo- I would not be afraid if I saw him in the wild. Okay, you wouldn't be afraid of the gi- giant duck. How no. about this one? <laughs> it's a giant duck lizard, Draco Rex Hogwartsia. That's that's some good brain recognition, like you were talking about earlier. <laughs> hey, you know, it's got Hogwarts in the name, so who needs Harry Potter riding a dinosaur? Yeah, yeah. So apparently, some Harry Potter fans discovered this dinosaur, and much like constellations, when you find a new dinosaur, you get to name it. So these dorks named it after uh, Draco and Hogwarts. Uh, the next one. Oh, I thought Draco was for dragon. No, 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 no. Because for... because it, it's a dinosaur, which yeah. is a wingless dragon, essentially. Yeah, no, no. This this. It's... Oh, that's even that's even nerdier. <laughs> it's straight Harry Potter fan fiction. There. Uh, the next one, Technosaurus. That's awesome. All I'm imagining is like a is it like a '90s illustration of like a robot with like the the like half metal eye and like lasers and cannons coming out of its You'd side. think that, wouldn't you? Except the tech is not for technology. It's for Texas tech, which is where the researchers <laughs> were from. <laughs> oh my God. When they, when they discovered it. And finally this one, uh, let's see if I can pronounce this one correctly. Stiggy Moloch. I mean, yeah, that was my Moloch. nickname in middle school. Well, well, I hope not because it means horn demon from the river of hell. <laughs> That's awesome. Now, look at this. Take a look at this guy here. I'm not going to just come around here. Come around the laptop. Look at that guy. Oh, that's so cool. That's a badass dinosaur. That's like a kaiju skull. Yeah, it's a monstrous. So, yeah, Stiggy Moloch. I I think he was probably about the size of a small car, so I don't know how he would have fared (laughs) against the Indominus. But much, much better name, Horn Demon from the River of Hell. (laughs) So, as we're proceeding here, we've got, well, do you remember the name of the lead character in this? Owen. Wow, I'm impressed. It's not a very... Well, I remember it because it's not like a very stick-out lead character. Like Rambo, that's a lead character name. Owen is the dude that went to your middle school that you got partnered up with a science project That's on. a damn, it's a, it's a millennial name. And Chris Pratt <laughs> is the millennial hero. And he's a lot more dour this time around. He's not Star-Lord Chris Pratt. He's not Andy Dwyer Chris Pratt. He's just this sour-faced raptor wrangler. And, and he's just kind of grouchy the entire movie. I'm honestly upset he didn't have like a, like a long scar across his face and be like, this is what dinosaurs can do to you. Dinosaurs no, did this to me. Not even once. <laughs> so he's got, we've got him, we've got Claire Deering, who is the far too uptight. What the hell was her job? Anyway? She's got like public relations consultant or something like that. I thought she was like part. the leader. No. Cause the leader was that weird dude who blew up in the helicopter. Right. right. I think she was like, she, she was in charge. She was of like his right hand man. And then also she was the public relation. She was like the face of Jurassic World. Right. Well, anyway. And also she has an incredible knack for running in high heels. We're going to get to that later <laughs> on. So hold on. Put a, put a pin in that, as they say. It's just foreshadowing. And we'll get to it later on. And we've also got a couple of kids, Claire's nephews, because what's a Jurassic Park movie without the possibility of a couple kids getting eaten? Woo! 
so we've got we come to our final scene here. We're not going to recap the entire movie for you. Just you know what it's about: dinosaurs chasing people, dinosaurs, dinosaurs in a people. park. Dinosaurs escape park? What Question could, mark. <laughs> what could possibly... It's, it's happened three times before. Surely it won't happen a fourth time. I mean, probability <laughs> says. So it's on the uh, main plaza that we're talking about of Jurassic Park itself, which, as we mentioned, looks scary real with everything, all of the stores there. And scary real with how the capitalism builds Jurassic World over the previous Jurassic... Over the corpse of the original Jurassic Park. So what we have is the Indominus Rex showing up to eat all four of our heroes plus a couple of raptor snacks that they have around them and then claire does one of the most impressive things that you will see in any of the jurassic park movies take us through that scene so she the the young kid who has curly hair don't remember his name he's like we need more teeth which weird way of saying we need a dinosaur but it got the point across he's a poet so uh so yeah claire goes all right i know what to do and she yells at um at I don't know his character's name, Jake Johnson, Peter B. Parker. She yells at him, open up gate number nine, I think it was, and in gate number nine is none other than the T-Rex, everyone's favorite dinosaur who had been noticeably missing from this movie right now. You know, he was the poster boy of the first one. So she actually. She was the poster boy of the first one, poster girl of the first one. Uh, so yeah, what she does, she lights a flare, Claire lights a flare, throws it in, and then just starts sprinting away from the T-Rex in heels on concrete with puddles, and that just defies all logic. Right. I mean, you know, that's more impressive than the dinosaurs, honestly. I'm more astonished by that. All right, hold on to that, because remember, we've got the Oh Come On segment later on, and that's <laughs> going to lead it, obviously. But from then, we've got T-Rex versus Indominus in a heavyweight fight, and it is a it is, it is a match. It is, it's actually a fairly quick match. It goes down pretty quickly. But here's my question to you. How nice would it have be to have a T-Rex on your side? I feel like it'd be very nice unless you're in a confined space. Like the end game fight that we talked about, or the Infinity War fight against Thanos that we talked about first episode, that'd be awesome out of the T-Rex. The the Luke versus Vader fight we talked about last episode, I don't think the T-Rex would be doing much work. He'd just get stuck in the hall. That's a good point. So T-Rex versus Thanos. What do you think? Uh, I mean, I still got to go with Thanos, T but I think T-Rex with the Avengers versus Thanos, I think that's the final straw. Okay, T-Rex versus Darth Vader. I think Darth Vader. I mean, there's literally, I think, a comic where he fights multiple T-Rexes, at the, like space T-Rexes. Space T-Rexes. And destroys them. <laughs> space T-Rexes. <laughs> so uh, if we had, do our neighborhood codes prohibit T-Rexes? I mean, we're allowed to have pretty much everything else. Are we, are we allowed I mean, to have T-Rexes here? There's probably like the loophole where it's like in New York, you can technically own a hyena. I'm sure you could get a lizard. <laughs> like It's like, oh no, it's it's a lizard. It's a, I mean, chickens are a descendant of it. That's if a we good can point. have chickens in the neighborhood. That's a good point. And actually, real dinosaurs <laughs> were supposed to have feathers. They didn't put them on the Jurassic Park ones. But yeah, yeah if we had a nice little feathered dinosaur. Well, I think the reason that. they didn't put it is because they look a lot less scary when they're all feathery like that. <laughs> Could a high school football team with a T-Rex on it beat the Kansas City Chiefs? Um, is murder allowed? Because if so... I mean, it's a it's a it's a fifteen yard penalty, but sure. <laughs> the other thing is, is the is the T Rex does it know what side it's playing on, or is it just here? No, it knows what side. Are it's you on. just throwing it's a T Rex in yes. the middle of the game? It's it's got a little high school jersey on, <laughs> a little helmet on, its little head. yeah, little little <laughs> tiny helmet, and it knows, and it, so it's going, it's 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 uh, sizing up, lining up against Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs. What do you think? I think the T Rex could do it because what you do, you charge. Nobody can stop the T Rex. You get the T Rex all the way down if you can somehow get it to follow the plays you just have it open its mouth you throw it into the into the cavern 
of its mouth. Okay, it, I wouldn't even. That, that's a that's an interesting plan. I, I mean, or you know, you just that. murder the other team. That's the simple option. I'm thinking you just have the the T Rex as your fullback, and you just run behind the T Rex because Question, no one's gonna. Can you ride on? Can you ride on another? No, player? that's actually not permitted. You're not. Allowed, yeah, you're not allowed to carry another player over the goal line. But I think the T Rex could clear a hole in the in the in the uh, opposing the Chiefs line, so you could just run behind that, and you'd be good to go. Yeah. And speaking of football, the Indominus is winning this this fight by every single margin possible. In fact, you might say it's winning by a margin of, of 28 to 3 because it sure looks like this is over and then oh just wait. And just as it happened in that fateful Super Bowl, a raptor comes out of nowhere <laughs> and takes out the big player. Yeah, exactly. The, 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 that much like moment back <laughs> Much like Matt Ryan, uh, the Indominus stands still for too long and gets sacked, and much like Matt Ryan, gets dragged down into the depths of hell and, yeah. and eaten. By a, by a large fish. Yes. Uh, what's, it, what's that called? The Mosasaurus? Yeah, Mosasaurus. Because the, the Plesiosaur is, is what the Loch Ness Monster is. Those are, that's, like a, that's like the water version of like a Brachiosaur. Okay. I'll take your word for that. The fight then ends, and all of a sudden the heroes are happy for a second, but then they realize they've still got a T-Rex and a raptor right there. And conveniently enough, they all just wander off into the forest. It's just the moment where the T-Rex looks at the raptor and like, You're done good, kid. <laughs> uh, my time is done, but you're the next of our generation. And he walks <laughs> off into the distance, and that's when the sun sets, and the raptor's like, I'll make sure to carry on your legacy. <laughs> T-Rex, I love you! I love you! I know. Why do we like these movies with people getting eaten? Because the scene in earlier in the movie that we didn't talk about, this the street scene where the the pterodactyls come. This was gonna be my my rant if you want to transition into that. Okay, well we will we will transition into this in just a moment, but let me set the stage here. Uh every episode Logan does a rant. Uh we're gonna keep this one short, okay, about ninety seconds or so if you can. (laughs) But here's my question for you to rant. Why why do we like movies where we watch people getting eaten? Go. See, it's different with this one than with the kaiju movie. With kaiju movies like Godzilla, the people dying, that's destruction. It doesn't focus on with this. With this, it is 100% the focus of the movie. And so the one that's my, the main rant is when the pterodactyl swooped down. I think it was like Billy Joel was getting margarita or something. Billy uh, Joel, Jesus. I don't remember. Jimmy Buffett. I, Jimmy Buffett, whatever. You're a white male in America. You need to know the difference Yeah, but I'm also from two. Gen Z, so <laughs> it cancels out. Fair point. So, yeah, it's, pterodactyls are swinging, and then the, the two nephews, uh, they had, like, a babysitter, and there was nothing wrong with this lady. She was perfectly nice. She was, like, helpful for them. The whole movie, they've been running away, like, stressing her out of her mind, and then these pterodactyls pick her up, throw her in the air, stab her, drop down, and get eaten by the giant uh, water thing, and, it, like, it's supposed to be a moment that's, like, funny, or they're like, whoa, look at that, it's like... This is just depressing and it dark. It was horrifying. It it's was... like, this woman has done nothing. Like, if it's the villain of the Jurassic Park movie, cool. Go ham. Do that. I love it. The raptors eat one of the villains later. But she's just a nice lady trying to babysit them. Yeah. I mean, I, I wished a lot of evil things on my babysitters when I was younger. <laughs> I never wished them to be eaten by pterodactyls. And this is apparently trivia at a time here. This is the first woman actually eaten on screen. Oh, wow. In Jurassic Progressive. Park. Progressive. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right. Here you go. <laughs> Equal rights, equal devouring. <laughs> so, any more for Logan's rant? No, that's it. Just, I don't know why that lady's death was celebrated so much. Because <laughs> that was the first, like, big dinosaur scene as well. And they're like, wow, look at this. And she gets, like, skewered and then, like, tossed around. It's like, Jesus. That was horrifying. Time for our categories now. And our first category, better with Batman. Would this fight have been better if Batman had been involved? I mean, all I'm saying is, 
in the Batcave, Batman has a giant robotic dinosaur. So clearly he's done some training in the subject. <laughs> I think he's, you know, I, I have said Batman, you know, back and forth on whether it would be better. This would easily be better. He knows what to do here. He's fought dinosaurs before. I think that the only that it, what would have been better is that he would not have gotten the kids stuck in a in a damn souvenir hut. The yeah, way that there Star was the Wars giant like caught. glass tube that the di- that they could or glass dome that they could have gone in. Yeah. I have a rebuttal question for you. Would it be better with Batman Dinosaur from the current series where there is a, a dinosaur version of Batman? Okay, so does he wear a little bat outfit like like our dinosaur with a No, his entire helmet? design is like, is Batman but a dinosaur? Okay, so is he like a man-shaped di- no, Batman? No, he, he's, so- he's the dinosaur, but he like his design is like his skin is the Batman costume. All right, that's just silly. <laughs> I mean, come on. I mean, and speaking of which, our next category, oh, come on. Now, the easy one, of course, you hit on it already. Claire running in high the heels. heels. Yes. I mean, it doesn't make sense. Just no. defies all logic. Yes, Claire apparently <laughs> knew about this. She mentioned it on all of the uh, late night uh, appearances that she did. Running in high heels. It's absurd. Her rebuttal was, what was I supposed to do? Run barefoot? I mean, I, you know, I've never run in high heels, but it seems like maybe you could I have snap run, off the heel. I have run barefoot as well. I mean, there's worse things. Also, you're in a theme park. You know they sell shoes there. Because it's like, have you ever <laughs> been to Six Flags where they sell, like, all the branded shoes? Because they know some idiot's going to wear flip-flops, and they go flying off the moment you go down your first hill. <laughs> they know what they're doing. They would have little, little like, dinosaur crocs that she could have worn to run in. That's true. Little, little claws on them and everything. <laughs> Number two, she goes to get the T-Rex. She goes to let him out, let her out, sorry, out of her pen. Where is the pen? It's just like- Right next to the main plaza. Oh, really? Yeah, I mean, we saw it. Yeah, Yeah, she runs to it. But the other thing is, the way it looks like from the design, it looks like it's like just surrounded on all four sides. Like, are they just not showing the T-Rex off to the public or anything? I'm not I'm not really as worried about their marketing plan as about their design <laughs> plan as having a damn T-Rex well, right next fair, to all of the people. It was just in like a cube, so- all right. Well, regardless, it seems like a really bad idea to have a T-Rex within about 30 feet of your population. Why not even just like put it underground first and in the cube? Like it, even if it escapes the cube, it's not going to be able to jump like 50 feet out of the ground onto the main floor. Well, that's just mean. I mean, the T-Rex, you know, just let the T-Rex live a little, you know, watch some Netflix, hang out. <laughs> T-Rex is like in, in the years old. Cube. Number three. Would the T-Rex have really been able to beat up the Indominus? If this Indominus is able to, whatever, fly a plane and, and do algebra and all this crap. The Indominus is faster than a locomotive, can jump over over tall buildings in a single bound. Yeah, it's it, it, it strains credibility that yeah. the T-Rex would have been able to do this. Yeah, I don't, I mean, the Indominus is so like, it's like a... <laughs> It's like a really poorly written comic book character or action movie hero where it's like, they can't lose, but then suddenly they do? What? <laughs> it's like, you. there's no there's no precedent for this. It's You're like, oh yeah, they got this and this and this. They have, you know, laser vision. They have super strength. They have super speed. And then just Joe Schmo, T-Rex over here, you know, model one takes it out easily. There's no, because there's no character flaw in the Indominus Rex. It's like, Take it. Take the original fight from Iron Man One. I did find the character arc of the Indominus Rex to be rather unbelievable. I, I would have liked to see the character where's change the character a little work? bit. Yes, where, where's the development? But like, you look at the fight scene from the first Iron Man. You have Iron Man in the new armor, and then Jeff Bridges uh, in the Iron Monger, and like that one's bigger and stronger. But the thing is, it can't fly. It's way less mobile. So there's a clear advantage Iron Man can take care of. This one is like the Iron Monger, 
but if it also had the same flight and speed capabilities of the regular one. What I'm saying is the Indominus Rex is Jeff Bridges. Okay. And then would uh, the T-Rex be Iron Man? Yes. How would the T-Rex do in an Iron Man suit? Uh, I, I mean, do you make a specific T-Rex Iron Man suit? <laughs> I, th- I think the arms would be extended a little bit more to have more use. Apparently we've made a T-Rex Batman suit, so what the hey, we didn't get that. We can't claim credit for that. Final category here of our categories, casting call. Uh, so several now you're, actors. Now you're going to tell me who the, who's uh, up for the role of the T-Rex, huh? Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> Turns out that The Rock was up for the role of T-Rex. <laughs> Honestly, I would not be surprised if you said he was. No, apparently The Rock was up for, did, did, for the T-Rex. This, yeah. Now, these casting call things, I think that this is like kind of done after the fact. Once they find out that, that it was a really a successful movie, that all mm-hmm. these agents will go and try to sneak their Yeah, we wanted and, this guy. Oh, he was definitely, he was, he was right in consideration that if it's a, if it's a movie, it's a dog. If it's like the Suicide Squad, they're like, <laughs> no, Will Smith uh, was never considered. He was actually in the movie. No, no, no. no he was. Are you sure considered. you watched the right movie? I don't think that was Will Smith. <laughs> so they say that to play Owen, I'll bet you a dollar you don't know his last name. Wilson. Wrong. Wow. Uh, <laughs> Grady. Uh, <laughs> wow, that really is a name of a middle school kid. <laughs> That's not a superhero name at all. Owen Grady. Or an action movie hero name at all. Uh, the Rock, as I mentioned. Uh, Garrett Hedlund. Jason Statham. John Krasinski, again. He's just coming in second place for all these men. Yeah. He's too Jason, busy doing Jack Ryan CIA stuff. <laughs> Jason Sudeikis, Josh Brolin, Thanos, uh, Henry Cavill, Superman, oh, uh, Army Hammer, and Glenn Howerton again were all considered. <laughs> I feel like we're going to have like a revolving list where it's like, yeah, these dudes were definitely considered. Exactly. Uh-huh. Um, Although The Rock, that's totally on brand because this is what? Same time as like Jumanji and Rampage, one movie which was in a jungle like park area, and the other with a giant dinosaur. It's very, you know, it would complete the trilogy. Exactly. So uh, Jack Black was apparently considered, speaking of Jumanji, for the role that, uh, uh, what's his name, Kingpin, Vin- uh, Vincent D'Onofrio, he ended up playing. He was in this movie? Yeah. <laughs> you don't remember that? Which dude was he? He was that military uh, attache dude who was going to be using the Raptors. That was him? I couldn't recognize him with hair. <laughs> I've ne- That's weird. Oh, I know exactly the character you're talking about. I didn't rec- I mean, that just shows how good of an actor he is. Yeah, not bad. Th- slap some hair on him. He's a different dude. <laughs> Somehow Harrison Ford was supposed to be in it. Maybe he, it doesn't say what role. Maybe he was going to be the T-Rex. The, how do we know he wasn't actually? <laughs> he was and actually it, up for the role of Claire. And then uh, for the role of Claire, Kira Knightley from the Pirates of the Caribbean movies <laughs> and Kristen Stewart. You and your vendetta against her. Oh, God. See, Kristen Stewart and I started in a movie together. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, we did not. We didn't share any scenes, but we are in the same movie together. Yeah. Oh, look at me. I'm I'm Jay Busby. I'm in a movie. I was told that I couldn't portray my actual job because I was too tall. That's right. Billy Lynn's a long halftime walk. I'm a sports writer in the background of that one. But anyway, Kristen Stewart. So I'm going to give you my impersonation of what Kristen Stewart would be like if she were in that final scene and there were dinosaurs all around her. Run. There's a dinosaur over there. Run. Thank you. Thank you very much. This feels like high school slam poetry hour. <laughs> so it feels yes. like you should be in a coffee shop with wearing like the tiny sunglasses. You know, There's I mean, a dinosaur. I'm, I'm sure that she's a wonderful soul. actor, but she always just looks like she would rather be doing anything else. She did not have that Robert Pattinson glow up. She did with not. the lighthouse and like oh my god, the lighthouse. She did not end up becoming Batman either. Yeah. So uh, we wrap it up here. Our final ranking. You ranked the Avengers versus Thanos on Titan with an 8.5. You ranked Darth Vader versus Luke Skywalker and Empire Strikes Back a 9.0. What do you give T-Rex v. Indominus? Versus Raptor. V. Raptor. Raptors to Raptor. Right. So this one, I think I got to 
got to drop it down more than the other ones. I think it's, I'm feeling like a 6.5. Whoa, whoa, because, that's a D. Yeah, that that's a D. Rounds up to a C, so, you know, you always got to count that. Jesus, you but, kids and you're rounding. <laughs> Hey, that's all we got to go. We don't have D's in our grade system. Oh, that's we go right. A, B, C, F. That's so right. So yeah. we don't get that luxury. <laughs> I forgot about that. Every yeah. point counts. No, but I think this one, it's fun and like, but it's just, as you were saying, you know, as we were saying, the Indominus should easily wipe the floor with these people. It's like Batman v Superman. There's no way he shouldn't just immediately pulverize him. Well, I mean, I do have to give some extra credit for the way some of these deaths happen. One, one of the raptors gets knocked off the Indominus and just flash flamed. He like goes into a a, a grill and just turn, bursts into fire. It's well, I incredible. think that yeah, I think that was like a hibachi or something. Yeah, he just, he just gets like hibachi. And then another another one was kind of lame. Raptor, raptor, uh, raptor on a stick. <laughs> Delicious or no? Raptor kebabs. Yes. I mean, it would taste like chicken. So. Raptor bites. And then I do think. I don't know. I'm conflicted on the final death of the Indominus after he gets beat up and everything. Because just the dude hops out of the water, eats him, and goes away. It's like, it's kind of funny, but also, like, was it that simple the whole time? Could you have just distracted him over there? And how did how did the big fish dinosaur... Like, he was like, all right, combo attack time. I know what to do when I hop in. But yeah, I think it's a fun fight. It's, you know, a good culmination of Jurassic Park movies. Um, I also feel like it stands the test of the first one in the Jurassic series being the best. And the other one's not really needing to exist for the sequels. So, yeah, 6.5. Pretty solid fight. Love me some dinosaur action, but could have been better. 6.5. There you have it. And that will do it for this episode of Fight Scene. Thanks for hanging out. I am Jay Busby. You can find my work all over the place at Yahoo Sports on Twitter and so forth. Logan, where can the people find you? They can find me on Twitter at Logan Busby and on YouTube at Logan's Variety Corner. Logan's Variety Corner. There you go. Thanks so much for listening. Next time... We're going to be going back to the canyons of New York City for a little Spider-Man showdown. Woo! Thanks for listening. We will see you next time. For Logan Busby, this is Jay Busby, and this has been Fight Team. <laughs> hey, why don't they call it Plesiosaurus Barkow? <laughs> Jesus. All right. This has been Fight Scene. We'll see you next time. Hey, Dino-Rama! <laughs> Why don't they got a dinosaur donuts? Jesus. You have to hit the stop button. <laughs>